0: Hello, welcome to the next episode of our West Coast Infidels podcast series. Once again, this is Vasanth, and I have with me our usual suspects, Vijay Kumar and Ramakrishnan. Today, we will be previewing the final test of the Baragavaskar series to be played at the Narendra Modi Stadium at Motera. Turns out that the chief executives of both countries will be present on the first day, also with a slew of other dignitaries, and as per reports, we'll be meeting with the two teams before the game starts. The plans are apparently to watch an hour of play. Given that it is very likely that we might see 100,000 people at the fantastic stadium on day 1, or at least for the first part of the day. Maybe Umesh Yadav will have the pleasure and excitement of hearing 100,000 people roar for him as he runs in to bolt the Aussie batters. It has actually been a very long time since that has happened. Maybe not after Kapil at the Eden Gardens. Late breaking news is that Pat Cummins will not be returning from Sydney for the fourth test and Steve Smith will continue to lead the team. So, Ram, what do you think are the
1: prospects
0: for the fourth test?
1: Yeah, I mean, since you mentioned Umesh Yadav, a quick segue there. It's tough to be Umesh Yadav, right, in this team. Fantastic figures in India. And yet, he almost is never the first choice of pacers in the 11. Especially when some of these other guys are fit. For a long time, it used to be Ishant and Chami. Then Bumrah and Chami. Then Siraj and Chami. So, it effectively gets a turn only when one of these guys is out. But to give him credit, each time he's picked, which is usually as an afterthought, he has delivered it. He got to the recent 100 wicket milestone and he's got an average that is actually better than that of Kapil Moving into the Ahmedabad test, what I'm hearing is that the pitch will be normal and I say normal with air quotes here. We assume what that really means is that we're not going to see like a big puff of dust in the 25th hour of the first session on the first day. If that's the case, then I think the toss may become little important. And this is certainly not going to be one of those tests where the second new ball will not be taken at all. I think the last time I recall such a test taking place was probably the first test against England at the Chepauk, where Joe Root feasted himself. Though admittedly, our bowling attack in that test match was not as classy as the one is going to be taking the ground at the Ahmedabad Stadium. Based on what we are hearing, for me, I think it's going to be an unchanged side from the last one. We really, really, really need this top order to come to the party. We'll talk about that some more. The, the very idea of leaning in on the spinners to bail them out each time is a strategy that needs to see an end. And of course, we are hoping that Kohli doesn't find yet another new way to get out. I suppose a normal, true, good pitch may actually be a good idea for him. For the Australians, they're going to go with the, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. We now know that Pat Cummins won't be coming back. So, there won't be any need for them to figure out a way to swap Cummins out in favor of Stark. They can just stick with the same team. So, that's what I see happening as far as the Australians are concerned.
2: Vijay? The key question for India is who will bring about the batting turnaround. It could very well be Rohit Sharma again. Doesn't seem to matter who he partners with. There is not many runs coming from the other end. We have discussed this before. I keep thinking that Ayer and Kohli have to swap their positions. Kohli is in touch, but probably needs a newer perspective and a new position to rethink about longevity the crease. From one test to the other, teams don't have a big turnaround in fortunes, typically, especially at the end of series. But let's see at least where they stand, right? So Rohit, he's yet to regain the touch from the first innings. So it's not like his quota is done. We still need him to perform in two more innings at least. Gill continues to be undone by spin. So it'll be interesting to see how he adapts here. Pujara, his feet finally got moving and the resolute defense was back in vogue. All those are good signs. Yeah, Kohli just has lost the art of making those big scores. Telling statistics. Averaging in the 20s for the last three years, or even four. So that doesn't bode well. Again, he needs to be given more responsibility as the informed player. And going at number five, probably he's not seeing that. Aksar, well, let's treat him as the first of the all-rounders this time around at least. But just want to check, will they try Kuldeep or will they persist here? Because we've been talking about the lack of wickets from him in the series so far. But they lose a very vital batter. (laughs) Bargain. So, probably not. They'll still stick with Aksar. And of course, Aksar here. I don't think they will not pick him here. Yeah, I mean, please watch that front foot, both in batting and bowling. And Ashwin needs more throwdowns, I feel. He's just going in in, in uh, either as a night watchman or in his typical nine. But I, I think the batting is not taking it seriously. And we need him to. And rounding up with uh, Umesh and possibly Shami this time around. For the Aussies, I think they would stick to their strategy. We are living in a very weird world where I think they will even be craving for a Bunsen this time around. Just want to talk a little bit about Carey. Of course, uh, he's not played a big role yet in the batting. But I think his keeping has been remarkable for them, even in the turning pitches. So it's not easy to keep when you're not used to these kinds of pitches. But as he called it himself, he gave very few sundries in the last game. So, man-to-man is even doing a better job than, as we know, Bharat. Early on, he gave a lot of buys. He was not able to keep up to the bounce and turn. No big innings yet from any of the Aussies. But overall, I think they have done better than the Indians in the last two innings. So, they're going in with that behind their back and possibly some tailwind for them to do well. I just wanted to do a quick check with you guys. What do we do with the toss now if we win? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, you win the toss, and you bat. must bat, absolutely You must bat We must bat, we don't want a repeat of Chennai
0: Test 1 against England If the wicket is reasonable, there's no question of not batting To me, Kuneman's 5 for whatever was a one-off Absolutely Bat we shall
2: we and then bat at least four sessions, I would say, first up
1: Four, yeah, four, four and a half would be nice. Not
2: four session in total for the test. I'm talking. For <laughs> <about. laughs> the first <laughs> me <means. laughs>
0: I sincerely hope that the match is still going on when the two prime ministers leave the stadium.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, thank you for your thoughts. So far, only two test matches have been played since the stadium was rebuilt. India handily won both of them at the expense of an English side. That really did not have batting depth, nor had bowling depth. And really, they didn't have the resolve to battle the Indian spin contingent. A lot was said about the pitches for the two games, uh, which again will happen this time around. I think the best comments came from Michael Casparov saying that this is all nonsense. These are the kind of pitches you get and you need to adapt. uh, Sane words. The fact though is that this Australian team is better than the English team from a couple of years ago, pretty much in all departments. Moreover, they're coming in from a high after a convincing win in the third test. So this might be a very different game. As you mentioned, Vijay, they're coming with their tails up. So the pressure will be on us. In terms of Team India, I doubt that we will see any changes. We're too set in our ways to even change our batting order. At most, what they will do is they'll choose to swap Aksar and Ashwin back and forth, at eight and nine, or maybe move Bharat down, but that's about it. But there are two conversations floating around. Uh, the grey point has it that one of the quicks might be replaced by a spinner, which makes little sense because the third spinner did not get a much of a bowl. Why would you want a fourth spinner? Of course, then you get a batter, right? Because all our spinners are batters and they make up for whatever is going on or not going on at the top of the order. But going in with four bowlers is not a very smart thing. But there might be a temptation to give Sky a game to sort of force a little spurt in the scoring. And anyway, only four guys are bowling. Why bother with the fifth one? Especially any medium pacer. You know, there's this guy called Hardik Pandya who lives about 100
1: kilometers kilometers
0: away. If the second seamer is only going to bowl 10 overs, why not ask the guy to just come over, play the game, bowl 10 overs, and the rest of the time you bat your field. Any day far superior than what Siraj can do. So, <laughs> I see. <laughs> but they, they won't do that. But seriously, if Cam Green is in the team to bowl four overs and bat, I'm sure Hardik can do the same. Can do
1: the same. Yep, very true.
0: The other conversation going around is about bringing in Ishan Kishan for KSB. The good old, he's a left-hander rationale started coming. And something about him being able to force the scoring... It would really be a shame if Bharat was to lose his spot on account of other batters failing, not him. In fact, I thought he batted very well in the first innings in Indore. But strange are the ways of our selectors. And Ishan Kishin is pretty close to the powers that be.
1: I'm not sure that is a good idea. Firstly, you don't want to penalize KSB for what is the pack of about three tests where... The argument in favour of dropping him is the fact that he's averaging 14. But again, he's been super clean with the gloves. And as much as I think about it, I am really not sure that Ishan Kishan brings the same level of skills with the gloves as Bharat has showcased. He may, for all you know, score a few more runs. Can't tell. We really need the glove department to be really clean. And KSB provides that. I would just say kill all this conversation of bringing in Ishan Kishan. Give this guy a free run all the way up to the WTC final. Give him the series against West Indies. And if he still doesn't produce runs, he would have played about five or six tests by then. Then you can make a decision on whether you need somebody else. It could be Ishan, it could be someone else, who knows. But at least have an alternative discussion. My two cents.
2: Yeah, I I really don't think they will tinker too much. I think I still see Kishan as a backup. And the only change I keep thinking about is, uh, you know, bringing in another spinner just for the wicket-taking ability for Kuldeep, who is also a lefty, by the way. So, otherwise, I I just don't see any big changes happen. But again,
0: Kuldeep turns the ball the other way, right? Like Ashwin, that's a stock ball. So, I think uh, we'll have two guys turning the ball one way and two guys turning the ball the other way. And it won't be too bad, but again, four spinners. I'm not very sure of that. Yeah. That said, con- if Shami or Siraj is going to bowl a grand total of five overs per batch, why not bring in a spinner? No <laughs> <to a> point. <laughs> yeah. Then, then we get the batting of who batted so well that he got the man of the match the last time he played for India.
2: So, yeah. yeah, And it is the last game of a series, which is typically when we bring in Kuldeep, show him to the world and put him back in this bottom you know, box.
0: <laughs> Looks like we are up for a very interesting game. And if the reports on the pitch are what they are in terms of a regular pitch, a normal pitch, then I think we might see a good game. But I'd rather that the toss not become the most important thing in the game. And that's the concern about these normal pitchers because they play normal for two days. And then from day three, the Bunsen burner finally lights up. And then after that, it's impossible to play. In fact, in the test in Chennai against England, England had two days of good conditions. They racked up a huge score. And then the next day, our guys couldn't play Dominic Bess. What really happened was a certain individuals in our middle order they allowed these guys to get on top of us immediately after lunch for about one and a half hours. And it finally was Ashwin and Sundar who woke everyone up and said, hey, these guys are not worth the trouble. I don't know why you guys were struggling. But by that time, we were way behind. In the second innings, Ashwin took a 6 for I think, to route them. But we were behind by some 200 runs in the first innings, So there was no way back there. Yep. With that, we moved to a secondary But relevant topic, which is the other WTC series we are monitoring between the Sri Lankans and the New Zealanders in New Zealand. The race to the WTC final remains alive, with Sri Lanka becoming an unlikely challenger for the second spot for the title match. As we discussed in the last episode, India will qualify for the final should they win the fourth test in Ahmedabad. If, however, they do not, then the door is ajar enough for Sri Lanka to squeeze in should they beat New Zealand both at Hagley Park and the Basin Reserve. By and large, subcontinent teams struggle in New Zealand, especially in tests. So, this is somewhat unlikely, but stranger things have happened. And New Zealand has decided to retain the same team that played against England in that exceptional match at the Basin Reserve. Karno Ratna is leading a reasonably competent Sri Lankan team. They have six seam bowlers, usual gaggle of spinners including an ambidextrous one. So, it's a diverse team. Interestingly, the WTC final will be played on June 7th in London. And the IPL final is scheduled to end on May 31st. So while it is safe to assume that the test players from Australia will excuse themselves from the business end of the IPL, not so sure what India will do should we make it there. In effect, the situation for Australia will only impact Warner, Green and Hazelwood. So the whole issue is what's going to happen with India because BCCI might have a bit of a situation with regards to the prep time. But uh, do they really care? The IPL is more important, right? Right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Last time we were in England, we let go of the last test so that we could go play the IPL in the kill. So yeah, I would not be surprised if that were to happen. My quick two cents on that uh, Sri Lanka versus New Zealand series, as you say, highly, highly unlikely that Sri Lanka can win both. So at least in that sense, I feel good that. India will make it to the WTC final anyways. I was almost getting ready to write off the New Zealand team after the first test got over and they were transitioning in the second one where, at least for the most part, till about day four, it didn't look like New Zealand could win at all. Neil Wagner is clearly at the end of a very, very good career. There was conversation that Wagner was probably going to even retire or he may still retire at the end of this Sri Lanka series. Have you guys Kimber? seen
2: Jared Kimber's analysis of did it a while ago?
1: Not yet, no.
2: I I'll send it your way. We, we, we can share it with the audience as well. It was a phenomenal look at the idea of a left-arm bowler whose primary weapon is the bouncer. The bouncer, <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, I, and that is probably the place yeah. where a Kimber would create a story. Right? That is not the only problem New Zealand have, actually. Kyle Jamison got injured out of the picture. Trent Bolt uh, decided to prioritize his family and earning money on the circuit, so he's out. In a desperate move, Sadie was made captain so that he wouldn't do something similar as well. Despite all of that, New Zealand is such a good, good team at home. So, whatever Lanka does, I hope it's a competitive series, but I still think New Zealand will win.
2: Yeah, so two things. First, let's talk about the Sri Lankan squad. Yeah, you guys know all the big names that are coming in, fairly good squad, like you guys said. But I picked the new two uncapped players. And as mm-hmm. with Sri Lanka, I'm always curious to know what their full names are.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
2: so there is one Ratnayake Mudian Chilage Milan Priyanath Ratnayake. So, it starts with the Ratnaik and ends with ends the, with the So So, yeah, I think he's bringing the glory days of both the Ratnaikes, Ramesh and Ravis of the...
1: <laughs> oh, back from the earlier days. <laughs>
2: so even our, right. our man
1: started right. in, with the a... Herath and ended with the Herath, right? And with a bunch of other names in oh. the middle.
2: <laughs> I didn't know that. The, the other one is Madushka Fernando. I'm not trying to make fun of it, but it's always fun to read these names. What caught as a Tamilian, what caught was the school that he attended. The name of the school is Moratu Vidyalaya. Oh, lovely. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's like really sending a signal to people that I'm here and I mean business. <laughs> For those who don't know, Moratu means rough in in, in tower. So I'm going to assume that with Williamson in form, their batting now kind of looks settled. That was a big problem New Zealand had in recent times, but I think they're going to kind of at least have that. I briefly saw that he had some challenges during the first test, but looks like he's okay. Some family bereavement and things like that. But mm-hmm. I think he will play the first test. Again, assuming that India makes it to the final, right? Seven days between the IPL and WTC. Come on, guys. I mean, you have to think about Indian movies here. Wo Will we have that kind of a thing where you cannot commit to one thing or the other and you kind of leave that World Cup, the metaphorical uh, heroine out there and uh, we can't leave it to the hands of fate. So I think we'll have to start thinking about what the makeup of this team is going to look like for India. Four Pacers plus Jadeja and who are the four Pacers? No Ishant. So I think it will be Bumrah, Shami, Umesh and Siraj obviously. I
1: uh-huh. think uh, may not be fit. In June. So, you're, ne- you're possibly then looking at Unadkut as the fourth pacer. That is one possibility.
2: And if bumra is not playing, would Hardik get a look-in as the fourth pace bowler come all-rounder option? I like that option. Four but... overs at a trot.
0: I mean, I'm a huge fan of that option.
1: Yeah.
0: I know Lord is very special. He'll get you two wickets at a time. But still, I'll still take Hardik over Thakur. But before we go there, now who do you think is going to get impacted to the WTC prep work? I mean, how many players are there in CSK who are part of the national team? Only Jadeja, right? Yeah, only
2: Jadeja. Yeah. Yeah. Unless and and Thakur
0: makes that.
2: No. no, Thakur is not even CSK. Yeah, yeah he, they got rid of him.
0: yeah. At the end of the day, we might find that the most of the guys playing in the playoffs, which is the last week, may not be playing test cricket for India anyway. Like Sanju, <laughs> Samson. And, <laughs>
2: the Please, Sandhya, back in the reckoning, right? He <laughs> might be the only guy doing both duties. Exactly. The but other advantage of playing for uh, Hardik
1: Pandya is the fact that you can consider playing Ashwin and Jadeja. And Hardik can bat at That's six. what I was
2: going with. Three paces... Two spinners and
1: a Hardik. Who's going to keep? Chap will bat at six or seven. So Or, or will... two. Or two? Oh, you were using it open with the <laughs> keeper?
2: <laughs> we'll be back yeah, with KL.
1: No, <laughs> yeah, I think K, he was quite good the last time we played in England. So I wouldn't be surprised if KL makes a return once again.
0: Venkatesh Prasad is going to listen to this podcast and we are going to get a
2: so bit of a hear from him.
1: Absolutely. <laughs>
2: Actually, K.L. Rahul's life has two phases, right? Going into IPL is typically not good in international cricket. He does well in IPL and immediately following that, he does well in international cricket.
1: (laughs) ah, Super deep. Very profound.
2: I don't know why this is not statistically correct. I'm just making it up to get my hardik in so that we can have him keep and then we have a leaven that we can use.
1: Anyway, interesting. Okay, so we've spent a lot of time talking about a WTC final, which is actually going to happen only in June. And before that, there is a test to be won, ideally. Or at least you draw and you wait for the Kiwis to do their thing. There's the real thing in the middle, right? Uh, And then there's the real thing in the middle. The one that starts on the 31st of March. All right. So yeah, so exciting days. Let's see. The Junkans
0: and Kiwis start playing six hours before we do. But then predictably, there'll be some rain and something like that. So so let's see how this pans out. But the Australians will look to win this game so that they can go into the World Test Championship final on a high. Correct. And if they're going to play against us, we'll be under a lot of pressure. Absolutely. Before we move on, since we talked about names, what is Ishan Kishan's full name? He's the nearest to a Sri Lankan for us.
1: Oh, is that right? No idea.
0: It's Ishan Pranam Kumar Pandey Kishan. He's got a handful of names in the middle. Smaller ones, not as impressive as the Sri Lankan ones. Thank you everyone again. Hope you enjoyed this episode. As usual, would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast. It's called Cricket with the West Coast Infidels. Available on Spotify, Apple and Google. We'll be back next week after the Ahmedabad test with a review of the BGT series. We'll do a midterm review of the WPL. By that time, every team would have played exactly four games. And we'll do a little bit of a curtain raiser for the ODA series against Australia, which follows the test matches.